Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Well, I tell you what, Tim. John Oliver could be a fullback if he wanted to go play that position. I think that would be a better spot for him, honestly. And he could fit a specialty spot on the roster. You know, not a lot of teams are running. Not every team's running. The offensive formations with the fullback, a lot of teams are running spread without it. But there still are schools. They're utilizing a fullback, so mm-hmm. hey man. And he's got the body type, man. The bruising, you know he can probably block pretty good. he should have put up some uh highlights of him uh, you know, pass blocking for his quarterback or mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Of course, but so yeah. I think you go to a D two, D three school as a as a fullback, I think you could you could be really successful. You know, that that's where that's what my suggestion would be. If you got the right grades, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, just think about it. Moving fullback. So, I guess it's time to talk about a little basketball, Tim. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we touched on it a little bit. But, man, what a huge win. I mean, we only, you know, and, you know, we talked last week about them having a lot more depth, trying to get us tired. They were the team that got tired. Mm-hmm. We were down 11 points, and we – Close the game on a nineteen to three run. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, I watched that game and was like, I don't know, man. It was just, it was just a great game for this from beginning to end. Even though we wasn't like winning in a lot of the game, it was still. I, you, I don't know. I just had this feeling everything might be okay for one, and that's nice, you know, to be down in a game and not be, not feel like you're doomed, you know. Um. And uh, just, you know, watching them be able to, you know, come out there and play hard for that full game and keep it close and and then come in at the win and do what they had to do to go ahead and, and get it. I thought it was a wonderful game. I, I was just, I'm just really excited and, and having a lot of fun watching Razorback basketball right now. Yeah, I am too. I mean, we're eleven and one. I mean, we're forty seconds away in that Western Kentucky game from from being twelve and zero undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. And kind of a point to that Western Kentucky 
we weren't handling the press that well in that game, and that's what kind of caused Western Kentucky to come back in a hurry. Um, this game against Indiana, Indiana to, wanted brought out obviously watched the tape of us against Western Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, and um, worked on the full court press against us, and we we were better at it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of we knew we uh, worked on that since that loss, and um, kind of clinched that win. That and some big free throws down the stretch by Isaiah Joe, mm-hmm. uh, kind of kept that kept that lead. So during the game, um, I got a Reddit notification on my phone, and I went and looked, and Cush Cappen, nineteen ninety one, he said that. Uh, and he likes the podcast, but uh, he remembered listening a while back. And one of us said that Mason Jones needs to stop shooting so many threes. And he said he almost lost, we almost lost him on that one. And um, the officer's pretty much like, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, you're definitely not wrong about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to complain when you're winning, even though that I thought... You know, in general, we could put up a few last threes or whatnot. And then uh, Cush Cap in 1991 said, well, it's really almost all we have. If they don't shoot as many threes, we'd be putting ourselves at a bigger disadvantage, in his opinion. Uh, We need to have a very, uh, we don't have very many guys that can play low at a high level. I mean, we got guys that can get to the basket but they're just dicey as they are shooting threes when they get there. And, you know, I think all those are good points. Uh, I appreciate you, you calling me out on that and saying something. I know it was me that has been talking about, you know, all the three-point shooting and stuff and and uh, feeling like we need to, uh, to shoot less threes. But, you know, I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to get to a point where we shoot less threes at this point. I would say, Tim, and you can tell me what you think about this from a coaching perspective, but from a fan's perspective, there was one play in particular during the game when Jones is driving in and he's kind of on the baseline. He's driving in from the left side and he, he goes in for a layup. He gets fouled hard and he kind of floats it up with his left hand it goes in he gets the and one and that's kind of what i've been saying because he goes and then he knocks that basket down with our free throw shooting as good as it's been uh that's what i'd like to see more of like i really like that that's that aggressiveness there and uh but at the same time you know why beat up your body if you don't have to so so what do you think yeah, I think that's a fair point on both things. I think they need to find a balance between, you know, driving it in because they're not. I mean, yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna score down and take it from the baseline every time and get a layup and a foul, now that's three points and they had one. Jones and Joe are for good free throw shooters. Jones is a better driver. You see him driving. You see him taking it. In. I get it not as much. They do fall in love with the three, but this team right now is still gonna have to take. I mean, they're twelve out of thirty-one the other night. It sounds like uh, like a lot, but thirty-nine percent. You know, that's that'd be leading the nation in three-point uh, percentage for a team. So that's not bad. But when they get on a roll, you know, Isaiah Joe, four, four three-pointers in a row when we were down 11, mm-hmm. just bang, 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 bang. And even Jones in his press conference after the game said 
So that was that, that's what really got them uh, set the tone for the comeback. They knew they could do it just because. Wow, I mean, yeah, you know, there's a lot of teams that can't score that fast. But yeah, man, I mean, I. Um, I like them driving, and they need to score more points in the paint. I think a lot of it, um, you know, they're forcing teams to turnovers, but not they're not not a lot of times uh, get it up the up the court fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of transition buckets, and then um, Kush Captain's also right about not a post presence. That also kind of hinders some things, but um, they've got to they've got to make threes to uh, mm-hmm. eliminate them. So packing the post in to prevent the drive driving in from Jones and Seals especially, and then also you gotta you also gotta make some points down the paint mm-hmm. to open up the three point shots. So it works both ways. You know you really don't want to be you're right. You don't want it to be just one sided one one side game plan. Mm-hmm. You know and just focus on the threes. I think that's just kind of how the roster is this year. And but I say that and then you got Connor Vanover. That's sitting out this year. He's seven foot three, but he can. But in that red white game um, a couple months ago, he made like three threes in a row. And then Jalen Williams, who's really good coming in next year, he can shoot outside of the perimeter. But those guys will get points for the paint. Mm-hmm. But and it's also just, I mean, if you can shoot a decent percentage, I mean, threes are worth more than twos. But they need to find a good balance. Well, that's true. I think you got that right. Well, I tell you, you know, you look at uh, the Indiana game, and again, they shot 30, 33s, um, and I feel like at this point, this is that's just their identity. That's just who we are as a team. And as long as we're winning, obviously, it's working, and um, I'm okay with it. Obviously, Coach knows what he's doing. He's winning games, so... I'm good with it. You know, if they want to keep on doing it, as long as we're winning, I'm okay. And I'm more okay that it's just three guys. You know, Joe, mm-hmm. Seals, and Jones. Seals was two out of four, 50%, so I'd take that. And mm-hmm. then he had, you know, it's good to see not half his shots. You don't want Seals half his shots to be threes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jones the same way. Jones, to, well, he's four out of nine. That's like 40-something percent. That's pretty good. And then he had a total eight out of 17. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, nine three-pointers to eight inside the three-point line. Mm-hmm. So he's making an effort. You do want to see maybe some more more uh, higher percentage shots. But when he makes – then he makes – he did that in the Valparaiso game too. He's been big down the stretch a lot of these games, and he hit two back-to-back when, when we when Indiana kind of made another little run and we got down by one point with three minutes left. Then Jones hit two in a row, and bang, we were up by five. And the defense was playing uh, – playing so well and that might be a part of it their defense plays so well they think they can take chances jacking up a three you know what i mean oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about but yeah but we're 11-1 so hope it keeps it up oh yeah absolutely and i'll tell you you see that uh you know we we was 38 percent with our three pointers uh we're 40 percent uh, with their two-point shots and 75% on free throws. So all that is is pretty good, you know, I especially like that 75% free throw shooting because that wins us a lot of games. And I felt like that's where we were lacking last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was all, there were several games that we could maybe could have been an NCAA tournament team. You start with the Texas game last year missing free mm-hmm. throws. 
And not only are they 75%, which is really good for a team, especially in the in the game, this game against Indiana, they're 70, I think 74 point something that something that rounds up to 75%. So they're 75% mm-hmm. thus far through 12 games. That's really good. And that's going to, that's like uh, Joe hit a couple to ice it down the stretch. I mean, you take away, you miss at front end and one or in a, a one and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at the end when they're fouling you. And you don't get any points instead of two. I mean, it's always a completely different game. And I mean, it's the difference between um, definitely being being you know winning the SEC this year, which is where there's a chance, and then us finishing you know kind of sixth or fifth. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of our numbers, if you look, are are really really close. We we had one more still than them. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, just very similar numbers if you look at this game. Yeah, Indiana's not a bad ball club, and they were at on at home too. Mm-hmm. In a tough place, a place to play. Um, I think I think eighteen thousand. I think I heard. I mean, it was definitely a good crowd, even without the students there. And um, they matched just man. I mean, but we we kept trying to match them with different different games in the first half, not falling behind too far. And you made a great point earlier, Chad, that you never felt like. We we were gonna lose or lose it or at least we're gonna like well that's the end of that game. No, you know, we never thought like oh we're gonna let go of the rope. We just yeah. I felt good and that's what happened. And then not only did we come back, Chad, is is in the end we kind of we ended up beating them by seven. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's three run not only just beat them like last second shot like we at least had like a minute or so where we we're like oh we're gonna win this game. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. And we just kind of ran it, like you said. We just kind of ran the, the the score up a little bit. We had a nice little run yeah. right there at the end. Yeah, and uh, that's always nice to have that little run, you know, at the end or whatnot. I mean, it's nicer to have a big run at the beginning and, and never have to worry about a little run. But no, of course, little run was awesome. Yeah, so. on the road it's gonna be tough, man. I mean, <laughs> on the imagine. road at Indiana playing Indiana, I mean. What a tough school. Now, let me ask you this. All right, so here's the big thing. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of people ask, and and I'll I'll throw it out there. The young man that fouled out, do you think, like, if he doesn't foul out, do we we win if he doesn't get ejected? Maybe so, man. Uh, I don't, I don't, um, he was playing, I guess, Trace Jackson Davis. He was playing mm-hmm. pretty good. But we kind of held him, held him more in check in that second half. Um, I feel like it was kind of trending towards us. Um, still, still winning, but well, they have a Well, there's a reason nobody brought that up. There, I am just happy, happy about the win. You're like, well, I, you know, this wasn't. It. But hey, Mason got ejected. They're not ejected. He got a technical, which had gave them some free throws and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it. I was just wondering what your opinion was. If you thought like we would still have that win, I, I think we still could have won it, even if he was, you know, back in it. I don't think like he added that much more of a spark to the team before he left. Honestly, yeah. I apologize. I don't know why I said Trace Jackson Davis. I was looking at the how many times they were fouled. It wasn't him. Is was... yeah, we definitely would have won. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Trace Jackson was in for for quite a while. Yeah, he just, yeah. It was Durham, right? Like, 
Yeah, it's Drew. Yeah, so. So you're good. Yeah, yeah. No, he wouldn't. No. You know what did he have? Throw Super. a couple points. You know. Yeah, Durham went. Had yeah. one field goal for two. Trey and Indiana's brought that up. They're, they seem to be kind of a, a mad about the loss, making up excuses why they lost, saying, oh, how did Arkansas beat us? But whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. should have known. We beat them last year at home by one, or by close, and we barely lost to them on the road in the NIT. So here mm-hmm. we are coming for them. Yeah. You got beat again by Arkansas. Get used to it. We're coming. Yeah, we beat them. Get last some. three out of four times we've played them. So. Get you a little bit of that hog tusk. See how you like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is a Hoosier, anyway? I'm not really sure. I should know, but I don't. Years of watching college sports. I don't know what a Hoosier is. I don't know either. I just always assume it's just an Indiana, a native or inha- inhabitant of Indiana. I just so, always yeah. thought, like, some old boy in a pair of overalls. Without no shoes on, with corn cob pipe, like on the side of those Mountain Dew, like the real sugar Mountain Dews. Yeah, kind of like a well, Nebraska's mascot. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Nebraska's mascot's kind of like that. He he wears over corn cob pipe and yeah, yeah, but uh, same thing. Nebraska Indian. Yeah, for sure. Pretty, pretty similar. Don't you think? Yeah, I was trying to find their mascot. They didn't even have one. The school does not have a mascot. No, no mascot. No. Huh. Well, that's what you get for not having a mascot. There's just like cartoon of them, man. That Google one. It's got. What the hell? He looks crazy. What does he look like? He's got this cowboy hat and red pants and boots and like a turtleneck sweatshirt underneath this uh, jacket that's like striped red and white. That's and crazy. I, I don't know. It's a little. He's like a. a uh, what was that fellow's name? Uh, he was on in Livy Color, Fire Marshal Bill. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Jim about? What was it? Jim Carrey? Yeah, Jim Carrey, man. Reminds me of a Jim Carrey character. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, it's good to beat him though. It's good to it's good to take it to Got what they deserved. Yeah, for sure. So I guess next we're gonna go and uh play Texas A and M in a sold out Bud Walton Arena. So you know what they say, you win you win games and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, we got a favorite. I mean, the SEC is definitely. I mean, we're going to have some battles this year, some teams, but some of the toughest teams are coming into Bud Walton. Mm-hmm. Play. So we got to start off. They can't have a letdown. I don't see why they would have against AM, especially a sold out crowd that's going to be rocking and ready. After the last football seasons, the couple football seasons, this Razorback fans have gotten behind this basketball team and. And it's a it's gonna be a wild against A and M. The A and M's uh, six and five. They've won three straight, so they've gotten a little better. Mm-hmm. But it's you gotta. I mean, I'm sure for the team, it's not really about A and M. It's just about getting one and zero in the conference. And well, we're looking for a championship. I mean, that's 
let's look at a little snapshot of A&M here. All right. They, they uh, played Northwestern State, beat them 77-63. Played Louisiana Monroe, beat them 63-57. Went down to Gonzaga. Gonzaga took care of them, mm-hmm. 79-49. I mean, just stroked them. Yeah. Uh, then it went over and beat Troy, 56-52, which is way too close. Uh, they go over and Harvard takes care of them, 62-51. to 51. Uh, Temple strokes them, 65-42. Uh, Fairfield knocks them out, 67-62. That was Texas a terrible three-game run. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it is. three-game run in Orlando. Texas beats them, 60-50, to 50, just a terrible run. Uh, let's see. Okay, and then we go Texas A&M. Community College? Uh, Corpus I, Christi. Corpus Christi, all right. They uh, beat them 63-60. to 60. You would think they would need to play that team a little harder, a little more. But maybe they're just super good. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Texas A&M, Oregon State, 64-49. Texas A&M wins it. Uh, they beat uh, Texas Southern, 58-55. Another close one. Uh, they're coming in to play us. Goodness, that is not a good record at all to be coming in and playing a University of Arkansas that has one loss. Yeah, at home, the first the first conference game sold out crowd. At Bud Walton, that's not yeah, but, that would not yeah. be fun to step into. Yeah, they're they're last in the SEC. Texas Southern right. just took you to the ropes. Yeah, fifty eight, fifty five, and uh, you know we beat Texas Southern eighty two to fifty one. I mean, I know they've won some yeah, game. I guess Oregon State, but I don't know, man. They hadn't won no, very many good ones. No, I mean, they were before this little three-game win streak. What, three and five? Yeah, Oregon State's, I mean, I'm surprised at that. I don't think State's really had the toughest schedule, but I think before that game they were 10-1 and one or uh, something of the sort and actually, you know, a decent team. So they are getting better. They are at least winning these games instead of – I mean, that, that just, was Maybe I'm just too high on the hog right now, man. With, you know, coming off that Nebraska win. But I feel like we should be able to roll through these cats. Is that a bad no. thing to say? No. I mean, they're not very good, Chad. They're last in the SEC right now. They, they can't score the ball. They don't really have, I mean, yeah, they're going to finish up last. They're going through coaching change. They got Buzz Williams. He, he's a decent coach. I mean, it was 12 years. Mm-hmm. He's got like nine, uh, 20 plus win seasons and gone to the tournament eight out of 12 years. So he's, again, he's been to Sweet 16s and multiple Elite Eights. So he's a good coach, but he's still trying to build the program and we should throttle him on Saturday night. Yeah. I agree. So, well, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be us going out there and, uh, and, and getting after it. And I just feel like, the momentum we got right now is huge, you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, then, I mean, who's the guy we got to worry about here? This Reyes, Yezu Reyes. No, the best player is uh, Josh Nebo. Okay. Um, he's a big, big man inside. He's got 30 blocks on the year. He had eight in that Oregon State game. Um, he's six nine, two forty five. 
senior. Um, had some decent games against us last year. But so he's 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 really if, if the team's not if he don't rebound and stay out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think one of the keys of the game, Chad, is going back to what you're saying is taking it to him, get him in foul trouble. Yeah, rack up some fouls. If you take him out of the game, you know he's got 30 blocks. The rest of the team has 12 combined. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of the team, while well, he's got 30. So he's a guy that's going to um, want to alter and block shots. Somebody's coming to the rim, but if you can find ways to, you know, you don't want to get chargers and rack up your own fouls as a team that when we play seven guys, so mm-hmm. you don't want uh, Jones to foul out or um, someone like that to foul out. You want to uh, Nebo to rack them up, but he's he's decent. But he only averages he's score. He averaged eleven point four points a game, seven point two rebounds, but eleven point four scoring for their for their top score. It's not very good, Chad. When we've got Mason Jones at nineteen point seven, Joe at seventeen point four, and Jimmy Went Jr. at thirteen point five. Well, I guess that Chandler, Flag, and Miller—that's their their three point shooters. They're the guys that you I, that I saw out on the perimeter when I was watching. One of their yeah, I mean, and nobody's made above seventeen um, this year for them. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're. I think they're the worst SEC or worst three point shooting team in the SEC, and we're the uh, best best three point uh, defending three pointers in the SEC. Um, so we should <laughs> we should force them to uh, you know you want to force them to take outside shots because mm-hmm. that's how we're going to win. So it's really it goes kind of their offense kind of watching some and, and years past uh, Savion Flag six seven kind of um, a small forward out there number one. Um, tall, lanky guy, really athletic. But if he's not scoring, he's made the most threes, thirty-six percent three-pointers. But you know, doesn't shoot a high foul shots. Um, so he averages eleven point three, and then he's got four and a half rebounds. He leads the team in assists or turnovers and assists. Hmm. So he does handle the ball a lot. He also leads the team in steals at fourteen. So he's a real good player. But if he's he's inconsistent, if if, um, I mean, it only averaged 11.3. They really expected more out of him. Well, I mean, their their bench, they got a, quite a few players on the bench, but I, I mean, are any of them contributing? I mean, what's the. I mean, not a ton. I mean, you see, you see, uh, I guess, Gordon Miller started some and Mark French. So they've kind of, they've kind of gone around. Buzz Williams kind of gone around playing some guys starting different lineups we've had the same lineup the whole year mm-hmm. they, they've just mixed and matched a bunch I'm trying to figure out who they are what their identity is yeah not a whole lot um and as far as uh if they're definitely slower I mean, that's part because they're just not good enough in part because it's um kind of methodical they're 327th out of 353 in pace Mm. So, and as far as pace and possessions per game, as opposed to we're forty and we're not even playing real fast this year, and we've st- we're still forty fortieth uh, kind of uh, fastest um, out of three fifty three. So they're one of the last. So you're looking at a slow, slow tempo team trying to grind it out. That's why you see some of these scores of theirs, Chad, at you know fifty eight, fifty five, sixty four, forty nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they've scored seventy. They've scored seventy seven one their first game of the year. Haven't scored it above sixty something all uh, since then. Yeah. Now they, you know, 
I don't know. They just they're just an incredibly average team to me when I think about this team. Just like they're they're okay and they could beat you, uh, but they're probably not going to. But there's always a chance that you know they catch us on an off day and and they get a big win. And uh, wouldn't that be kind of a, a Razorback thing to to have happen? You know. First game of the new year. Oh, fresh year, man. Ball coach. Basketball starting really good. Baseball season's around the corner. Win, uh, lose by one team. point. Hockey's really good. Other sports have been really good. And then, oh, we're, we're going to we're compete for SEC championship. And then we lose our first game to, um, <laughs> to take the worst team in the SEC in non-conference at home to a sold-out crowd. Good Lord. You know, that reminds me, I don't think it's going to happen because I can already tell you, Musselman's a better coach than John Pelfrey. But <laughs> Pelfrey's, so Pelfrey's first year, he takes down employee. So his first year, takes over Stan Heath. He has Stan Heath's players after he was fired. Takes him to a tournament where we beat Indiana, funny enough. We just talked about Indiana, now we're talking about this. Uh-huh. You know, then lost to eventual national championship. So maybe the second round, not bad. Um, and the next year, we beat number both top five like games back to back, and Bud Walton beat Texas top five team in Oklahoma back to back. We were like twelve and one, eleven and one, and then we come come out the first game against uh, I think Mississippi State, who wasn't even that good. I think um, and lost to them by just got blown out. You know? We were like, I mean, we had two top five wins, and we just connect the first conference game. Just blown out, and then we finished two and fourteen in conference play. Two and fourteen from a team that started off eleven and one or twelve and one. Hope I didn't scare anybody. We're going to beat A and M. Everybody, this is a better team. Though. If we did lose, so, I mean, it would be you can lose. You yeah, be expecting it, so you got to be ready. So, but I think this coach is like you said, a really good coach. I think he's expecting it. I think he's ready for it, and I think he's going to come out there and do what he needs to do to get the W. Hey, golly, am I impressed with Coach Musselman. Just really am. Just all around. Uh, even his social media presence impresses me. I feel like he's kind of, like he's a fan's coach. You know, he's fun to have coaching your team. Well, whatever he's doing, he's doing it right because the games are getting sold. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, he, I he went feels like you're like, I don't know. He feels like you're like, like he... Like you're doing it with him, you know the way yeah, he runs over the fans and does the hog call after the game at, you know Indiana. Like, he, I don't know. He's just kind of a badass man. Yeah, and like uh, something recently, <laughs> I know like there was a fraternity uh, invite him to dinner and stuff, and he just like one night, you know, like just thrown out there. One night he just shows up at a dinner, hanging off, hanging out across on the stadium drive there, and like you're saying, I love that he goes with the fans and. Had a story from a guy I know that's had, um, I guess his grandparent or they've had basketball tickets. Or I guess since they build bow and his family has mm-hmm. behind one of the goals a couple rows up. And he said, um, I think maybe the Tulsa game, or he he wasn't sure. One of the awesome P, one of the games we started off slow, and he just goes quiet and he calls because he hardly ever calls timeouts. He calls a timeout, um, you know, just everything quiet, just quiet, just staring at the players, and then he just. You know, curses them up and down. <laughs> just like, got <laughs> like, after him. Like, you didn't have to do it always, but he made a point, and then they went on to, 
you know, obviously win that game, but it's like, you know, he didn't ever call a timeout, but he utilizes and just like that's something that gets fired up. I mean, even if you hear him curse, it's like, oh man, you know, he's not just cursing just to be cursing, but he's getting a point across. It's like, shoot, yeah, that little fire, man. I mean, it makes, I mean, that's why all these games are sold out. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. Else. And I guess everybody likes the, you know, Pepsi t shirts and stuff like that at the press conferences. You know, I guess everybody else is, is cool with it. And hey, like I said, man, we keep winning and I'll be cool with it too. Well, it's definitely a company, man. I'm somebody. Somebody likes that he's doing it because he wore a Taco Bell shirt too, and both those are, you know, advertisements in the uh-huh. sponsors and advertisements in game advertisements during the uh, in Bud Walton. Yep. So he's trying to get everybody on his side. I, I like that he's not just like I'm just a basketball coach. I don't care about any of you show up or whatever. I don't care yeah. or this and that. But he's actually, you know, and he's really good at in his press conferences of answering questions and being honest and breaking down stuff and um, being friendly. So right now, I mean, it's obviously easy to do that when you're um, – if we went on a three-game losing streak here to A&M, LSU, and Ole Miss, Oof. it might not be pretty. But I don't expect that. So Man. We're going to keep it up. That was just a you, wild scenario just outlined there. You said it first with a and I just – I don't I believe it. Go on happened. a three-game losing streak with it. Though. I, mean, I, I just had one little – and when we talked, we, we were the only people to calling them that we expected a tournament in this year. Nine players coming back. Everybody else was like, I don't know if we can ex- – maybe an NIT at the best, and that would be overachieving. I was like, really? Well, me and you both said we've been saying that. Yeah. They fired Anderson because your chick said we're not competing for a championship. So, Musselman also like um, – you know, I said he'll take this team to the. He can take the place. He can take this team to the tournament. He said this not, is a tournament championship team, and he's going to take them into the tournament. Yeah, and like so. so if he thinks it can happen, obviously it can happen. At yeah. uh, you know, I think my expectations is just the talent. You know, even with losing some of the the, the larger guys we had, and one of the best players, of course, we've had in a long time. Um, just the talent we got now, I felt like was going to be able to, you know, rise up and play a really good game together. And they have, they really have. I mean, I've been really impressed that, that I got that right. I, and I think that, you know, the biggest thing about it is Isaiah Joe, I think, you know, I was hoping he was going to be shooting more shots and, and just be a little bit hotter than he is uh but at the same time you know he's doing well you know and, and you knew that we were going to have to play a, a offense that caters to our our kids and, and we're doing that at uh, i guess you know the way we're doing that's working great you know going out there and and, and shooting the threes and the, and taking it to the paint when we can and at uh you know it's, it's working well passing the ball you see them have a lot of patience on the other end mm-hmm. of the court get the shot set up right uh run the right screens so you know it's a real fun game to watch right now and then that one-on-one defense it's just smothering people you know that's the thing that that gets me about this coach is man his defense is it's tough so yeah, we're we're lacking in offense, but you can always play defense, and that's why we won two out of three road games. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like, I mean, it's kind of a, um, the adage: defense travels. It really does. I mean, if you're not making shots, you're not. So that you know, we only shot percent from the floor. 
they're the night overall. But you can, but you made stops. They made big stops at the end. They adjusted, keeping uh, Jackson Davis. You know, he was running on us. He was getting second chance points, buckets. They were getting the ball into him. Mm-hmm. In the first half, it's like, wow, what a mismatch. Second half, he hardly touches the ball. I mean, he has three shots total. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, you know, they're making adjustments at halftime. Uh, they're, they're pregame and, um, uh, their scouting is just just wonderful. They work really hard at it, man, and they they take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's just looking good. Kind of going back to Isaiah Joe, yeah, and he had without Joe, just he hadn't just had a night where he's hit. You know, he's shooting thirty four percent, thirty four point four percent from three. You know, he can do a lot better. I think he was he was closer to forty percent last year as oh, a yeah. freshman. Yeah, um, he's getting you know looked at a lot. But the thing about Isaiah too. Um, is that he's averaging four point seven rebounds a game, so he's mm-hmm. you know getting about five five boards a game. What's from his that... charges? What's he averaging on his charges? Yeah, he, t- he, he leads seems like he point. hadn't been taking as many as he was at the beginning yeah, of the year. No, and that's true. And then he's second in their uh, twenty seven assists on the year. Doesn't turn the ball over, twenty mm-hmm. steals, and then he's average. So he's playing an all around game, hitting eighty two percent of his free throws too. But that's what what we're trying to say is. He's gonna. He hasn't had his best yet. So if Joe gets on, you know there's gonna be some Bud Walton games. Mm-hmm. He's gonna hit ten three pointers in the game. Go ten for twelve or just. I'm not. You know. I can't wait for that. And the whole team is gonna. That. Like we're gonna score hundred. Like that that mm-hmm. game against Tulsa where we scored ninety eight. That ain't gonna be the last chance to score hundred. May happen this weekend. Uh, you know, A and M's probably gonna try to keep it away from us and play slow ball. But you know, we can get turnovers against them and yeah. kind of rack up some points. I think it just seems like it's just all coming together for that, just to run them out of the building. Mm-hmm. And we knew, too, we talked about like how we felt like, you know, Mason Jones and uh, Bailey and Seals was going to have a real good year. We talked about that. That was another thing that we believed in with the team was that that core of players that was supporting was going to be really good. And, and we had talked about that. And I think where we made our biggest mistake was thinking Cheney was going to be much better than he is uh, so far, you know. And then seeing Jimmy Witt come in and contribute, goodness gracious. How about that, you know? Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy was a uh, big key in this coming. You know, he's leading, shoot, he's leading the team in field goal percentage. He hadn't taken a three. He plays really smart. He's taking an in. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't shoot outside the – um, or three, or he always shoots inside the three-point line, and he's had a really high percentage for that. Mm. Um, and he's a taller guard. He averages almost six for the game. Um, he's he's been a big addition. They really needed. You know, I like Jalen Harris, but I'm not sure he's SEC starting point guard material. He's a nice role player off the bench. Mm-hmm. Last year, he had games where he was where he shot, uh, you know, a, a double-digit amount of times. Um, and it just wasn't that one the way to go. But he's he's been big contributor. And yeah, Cheney seems like he got suspended those first three games. Kind of fell behind. Yeah, fell behind three games in the rotation, and uh, just hadn't. He's well. He leads the team. He's he's fourteen out of twenty. So he's taking efficient shots. He's you know when somebody's kind of driving in and giving it to him. Mm-hmm. You know he, he's able to dunk the ball. He's made some moves this year. You want to see it more. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought he was going to get a little more playing time, just be a little bit more dominant than he is, just play yeah, down low a little harder. Um, yeah, it's really just had that lineup pretty much the lineup, and Bailey's 
playing 24.6. It's pretty much Bailey in her switch for Cheney. Mm-hmm. So that's how you get the 40 minutes a game, 24 minutes for Bailey and 16 for Cheney. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully Cheney, you know, utilizes that more. Uh, maybe against some of these bigger, bigger, bigger teams, um, Cheney's going to have to uh, bring it, which you no, know, he's capable of. It just feels like Cheney. Absolutely. Maybe the conference start season, he's going to get. Um, he's going to have to, you know, bang down low with some inside guys some more. And I just think, you know, you start thinking about all those things that we mentioned, and that's, I mean, obviously, we're going to have a good team, you know. And uh, so, you know, coach coming in and saying we're going to have a good one, and you're a check expecting, and you're a check being a basketball guy too. I think that's another thing to think about is, you know, that's his sport of choice. Mm-hmm. That's what he's you know, known for. So, you know, he, he probably is more knowledgeable about the, the X's and O's on the basketball court than than your your average Joe would be. So, you know, them having those, those expectations. But I guess I just felt like we were knocking on the door, you know, even with our last coach. And it's just, it's nice to see this coach just take us to that next level. It's It's really nice to see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, your check getting the opportunity to fire a football coach and hire a new is probably always going to go down to his big, big, you know, uh, thing right now as far as an AD. It's in the SEC mm-hmm. uh, football, but he made a big. I mean, firing Mike Anderson after when when he had you know nine players coming back the next year, and they played decently in the NIT. That took some took some aggressiveness. It oh, kind of yeah. took a chance. He would have hired. Um, you know, Buzz Williams, A&M's coach, is one of these guys that was kind of named about. Um, mm-hmm. And for Virginia Tech, that was a name that was kind of um, thrown out there. Decent coach. I would have been thought, oh, thought that was a decent hire. But, you know, a 6-5 and five at A&M with a soft schedule happened really, you know, I don't think Musselman, even with that A&M team not being made talent, very much talent, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if he loses all three of those games in Orlando. Um, yeah. It was a good hire, though, you're checking. Right now he's um, – your check's riding a pretty good wave right now because he took a chance on Mike, but it's it's paid off so far. Yeah, it's paid off, and uh, th- this coach is, is a really good coach. Hopefully, we'll see that yeah. also. Yeah, we still have it too. You know where yeah. you know he let his coach go and and brings his guy in. Maybe he didn't get to hire the first one. You see that you know Pittman's staff and the way it's shaping up, it looks like something special is fixing to happen there. Honestly. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe we do got us a pretty good AD on our hands, you know? <laughs> I, I do like that he fired Morse in game or in season. You know, he didn't wait, mess around. Um, I will say, though, too, like, if any, I mean, I expect a tournament team. We've been talking about expecting a tournament team. But if, if, you know, it's not selection Sunday yet, we're not in the bracket yet, even though it's looking good. Yeah. So, so that's still the expectation. But yeah, I think, um, Right now, your check's looking looking good. I appreciate him firing Morris because that was that was pretty rough. So, what do the projections have us at right now as far as the the tournament goes? Well, the thing usually I look at because it's just kind of a consensus, uh-huh. um, uh, kind of composites all the uh, brackets, the bracketology guys, um, bracket matrix, and they have right now. So we're averaging through all the bracketologies right now. That have you know most of them's been not all of them's been updated maybe even since Indiana kind of averaging at about eight an eight seed which is pretty good so highest five seeds um, which uh, shout out to those some of those guys 
I was looking oh, at that sweet. last night. Wow. Some metrics, HM, Anthony's blog, and some other, um, I forgot a blog, but I uh, had do these matrix, man. And uh, so we're right now kind of sitting around an eight seed. That's awesome. Yeah, which I would, I mean, that's. I'm going to cut that eight and five and half and say we're about six seed. So that's what the Hog yeah. Call podcast says. Oh, yeah. That's what I think we should be, man. I mean, we got a chance coming up, but and we're in the tournament. I mean, if it ended today, Chad, we'd be playing. You know, mm-hmm. we'd be. A we're doing to... what we need to do to be in a good spot in the tournament, too. Actually, yeah. probably playing yeah, yeah. a smaller team the first couple of games. Yeah, and it's almost. I mean, I can't really. I'm not. I'm not one to just gonna argue or just yell at the the AP. Top twenty fives or whoever does the top five. I mean, fine if they want chip on our shoulder, man. Our our schedule's still it's not the, the hardest schedule. So when we start beating teams, um, mm-hmm. you know, like an LSU, like a Kentucky, Auburn, and beating Tennessee, Florida, and playing those teams and competing really well and hopefully winning them, you know, we're going to move on up. Yeah. So this gives you a pretty eleven and one start. Gives you a pretty good leg up as far as padding your padding your resume. I mean, where, we go. Where where do they got us at right now? They got us in the top twenty five. No, we're not ranked in the top. 25 right now. Oh they wow! Kind of just outside of it, but how far? I was out? kind of surprised we weren't after after that Indiana game. How far out uh, do they got us? Do they do they say that? Uh, I think we were receiving votes. Um, I know nowhere. I think we're twenty third in the the net rankings, which is of course important. So that's actually more important, I guess. That's what the selection committee uses. That's what we were talking about before was the net rankings. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're 24 now. We were 23rd yesterday. We're 24th, whatever. Why would you go down after beating Indiana? Uh, I guess somebody just probably passed us. Somebody won a, won a good game. And huh. but... So we got to beat A&M and then go on down and beat LSU. And, you know, that should... Put us where we need to be, right? Like we should break the top twenty-five by then, don't you think? A and M's not going to do too much for us, but but LSU you know, is a good team. Road right? games at LSU, and you know, at least you want to split Ole Miss at LSU. But I say you win all. The the, the scenario is definitely to beat A and M, go to LSU, which we can do, and I expect us to go down there and win. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that last year against a better LSU team, and not as good us Arkansas team. We did that. Um, then at Ole Miss, Ole Miss is at, you know, Ole Miss basketball. So we got a chance. That's not a hard place to play. And then you got Vanderbilt, who's not very one of the worst teams in the SEC as well. Got them coming home. So you're looking at starting off 4-0 with Kentucky coming into town on a Saturday. Kentucky, man. I mean, this is the top number one echelons of basketball there. That's, That's who we got to knock off, man, to be the SEC champion. And they've mm-hmm. lost some games they shouldn't have lost already this year. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not. Uh, they're they're not the best. Tough, they've team. had tough. Yeah, they've had a tough schedule already. Yeah, they always. I, I like how they play. I wish we'd hopefully we start get this program built up where we play a harder schedule in bigger name schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're always playing Michigan States and Dukes and Kansases just in non conference. You know, I mean, in several of them. But they did lose to Evansville, a, uh, a Missouri Valley Conference team. So uh, there's a reason, I guess, if you lose to Michigan or Kansas, it's not to look too bad compared to losing to Evansville. 
I'm just ready for the Florida game. And uh, that's going to be exciting. Going up there to Gainesville. Check that that's out. Awesome. 6 p.m. That'll be nice. That's going to be fun right up there to watch the Hogs whip some gator ass. I know that. Yeah. I think I'll take Oscar up there mm. to his first hog game at Florida. That's going to be fun, man. The artist's going to be just decked out in red. and Oh, yeah. Just totally sport because he's a he's bigger hog fan than I am sometimes I think so yeah all that happens when you're (laughs) (laughs) you don't care man you think like you just you haven't seen a whole lot of worse things or haven't realized like uh, bad sometimes it could be or tough not bad it could be a bit of a Razorback fan but tough you know tough moments and he's just thinks we'll win every game I like it let me ask all right and Probably shouldn't, but will we win the championship this year? Could we go all the way and, and win a championship? And from a homer's um, perspective, I couldn't imagine winning. I don't expect a national championship. I mean, I'd like to win a couple games in the tournament, but I mean, I like to just get in the tournament at least. And I don't expect a national championship now. Not with, don't have enough down low, but. I think we can do it, man. I think we can sneak in and win one and be one of those teams that everybody talks about. Like, I can't believe how this Arkansas (laughs) team just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Won it all. Why not, man? I mean, you see it sometimes. Yeah, you've seen like like recently, like a UConn 7. Teams like that uh, just go on a roll if you get hot. I mean, we've only lost one game, so I'd be okay a... if we just went in like uh, uh, Dunk City or something like that, and we just, you know, went to the Sweet Sixteen or something. Yeah, I definitely would like to. We haven't been to a Sweet Sixteen since '96. That's the next step. Well, I guess do we need to do a prediction for Texas A&M? Yeah, I've got Arkansas 87, A&M 64. I got A&M 82, Arkansas 87. 87, 82. Chad likes the A&M Aggies. I think think we're going to play them closer than we should, probably. Just after that big Indiana win, got big heads and stuff. I mean, I know I've got a big head as fans, so. Yeah, they're probably listening to all this. And if you're listening to this, you should be, you know, probably studying film or something. But Well, you just said we're gonna we can win a championship. So I think that's more important than saying hey, an SEC don't take an SEC team lightly. Exactly. So So I think we keep our head on you know, our head up and we go in there and do what we gotta do, we can win this thing. I think it's a a, a pretty easy win for the team we got looking at yeah, the matchup, you know. Yeah, I do too. What's their height advantage on us? Even though that hasn't mattered in any of these other games, really. Yeah, decently. I'm Nebo, but I mean, six nine. He's the main main player inside. I mean, we're yeah. a big body, but nothing. We've shown we can um, fare well against it. Yeah, but definitely don't have that movement. Some of the other bigger bodies we've seen this year had. 
No, they're not. There's no like all all conference um, player. Nebo's inconsistent, but he's more of a defensive guy. He's not one that just gonna score thirty on you, twenty rebounds. I mean, he can rebound. He uses big body. You know, he's a senior, so he's been in, around in the conference, in the SEC, for four years. So he knows knows kind of how physical it can get in conference play. That's something we're gonna have to be ready for Saturday. But besides that, I mean, there's just not a not a lot of people that stand out. That, that happens when your leading scorer averages eleven points. Exactly. Well, I think uh, man, I don't know if we got any more on basketball that we need, we can cover at this point. I guess we got to talk LSU next Wednesday, real quick. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about um, as much about LSU. Well, I'm sure that's going to be a you know decent team that uh, we play. And I know that I watched a couple of games this year, and they are uh, kind of a zone heavy team. It looked like to me, and um, you know I just didn't see anything that you know blew me out of the water or whatnot with them. Uh, if we look at their schedule, uh, we can see that, uh, where are we at? Uh, so they, uh, beat, oh, sorry. Yeah, so they, they beat Louisiana Tech at Louisiana Tech. Uh, well, that's an exhibition hoops for disaster. Well, okay, well, they did that and the, they beat them 8370 next. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Beat Bowling Green 88-79. Lost to VCU 84-82. Nichols beat them 75-65. Beat Maryland, Baltimore County. Uh, that's the team that the UMBC that knocked off number one Virginia two years ago. Um, lost to 15 Utah State in Jamaica 80-78. Beat Rhode Island 96-83. Beat Missouri State. Beat New Orleans. Beat Northwestern State. Real uh, light all- schedule, huh? Yeah, lost to East Tennessee State at home, 74-63. What a letdown that was. Then lost yeah. to USC, 70-68, to and just beat Liberty by 17. So uh, disappointing what I know about them, Chad. They're 8-4. Eight and, eight and but uh, they went to the Sweet 16 last year. They lost uh, three of their starters, two of their big men, Cavell Bigby-Williams and Nas Reed, who tore us up. Um, even though we split those games and lost in overtime, the one we didn't win. And then I'm glad to see that Tremont Waters, their little five foot nine point guard that makes play after play. Um, um, he's, I guess, playing somewhere. I'm not sure, but I was glad to see him didn't stick around. He's frustrating to guard. Oh, yeah. So I think that. You know, this is definitely a team we can go in there and and beat too. But it's going to be a much tougher, uh, much tougher win uh, than the, you know, the other. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and they're thirty six in the net ranking, so this will be road wins too. Mm-hmm. So you know they got who is that? That Skyler in there. He's he's not yeah. too bad. You know, no, yeah, Skyler Mays. He's he's definitely, I guess, kind of playing down uh, low and stuff. De facto, uh, um, no, he's a six four guard, but he's seemed like he's been there for senior, mm-hmm. um, so he'll handle the ball a lot. Um, made seventeen threes on the year. Not 
They're they're decent in three pointers, not that great. Uh, Emmett Williams, six six guard. Um, he's a pretty athletic guy. Darius Day, six six guard or forward. And, uh, Trendon Watford, six nine forward. Javante Smart, six four guard. So they're kind of guard heavy, really. Different team than last year when they had those baby Williams and Nas Reed down low, mm. who could also kind of go out and step out. But six nine, the Trendon Watford. Um, you know he's he'll step out to his table, play on the perimeter, averages twelve points and six rebounds. But they're leading three rebounds. They lead from the guard spot. You know, Emmett Williams and Days both averages a little above mm. seven. Skylar Mazes, you were talking about fifteen point eight uh, yeah. leading score. And I guess you know they got a pretty deep bench too, going in with Hyatt and Taylor Graves. You know who. Uh, you know, are all coming in and contributing this year to some degree. Yeah, still kind of some young guys. They're really right. Will Wade, their coach, um, getting into FBI trouble. I'm not sure how he's still the head basketball coach of LSU, but um, kind of he got him all the wiretapping pretty much. I guess they don't, just don't care. But they don't have the good um, – well, they're that's not bad, though. They're rated not bad. And they um, – you know, pretty much what I know about. I'm just watching a little bit. I like to run mm-hmm. and kick it out to a three pointer, but they're not. It's not really scary. Um, uh, they're not a scary three point shooting team. They'll jack them up yeah. um, if they're not. If they can't get to the basket, get a. They're athletics, so you'll see them dunk. You'll see them, you know, drive to the basket and dunk themselves. You'll see them get alley oops. But if you play kind of how we've been playing, really good help side defense in front in the post and kind of keeping them. Um, Kind of forcing those guards out. So we did that against Indiana with a shooting team, and we forced them to shoot twenty. They never were shooting twenty attempts from the three point line, mm-hmm. um, and they also LSU were turning the ball over too. So you know when they're kind of running wild inside the post, we just deflect passes, still and take it down the court. Exactly. You know, I think. Yeah, this is, this is a team that has a very similar style that we, that we have. Honestly, you know, they go in and sh- they shoot a lot of threes. Uh, they take a lot of free, gro- th- free, th- free throws, and they're really good at it. And, uh, you know, they, they play down low in the paint uh, quite a bit. But it's they're pretty balanced across, across the board, as, as in how they play. So um, they like that outside shot and they like to get it inside like you said before you know they get they'll take it in and then kick it out you know and that's you know that's kind of what i was seeing too um with a with kind of a zone defense yeah and two in there um three other guys mays williams and Darius stays all those kind of six foot six guys that like to drive they're all three shooting above 80 something percent and mm-hmm. shoot 75 percent as a team actually a couple ticks better than we are so when they drive, you know, our, our job's got to – we do this at the end of the Indiana game, um, defending without fouling. You know, you got to be aggressive but not foul if we're only playing with seven guys. Mm-hmm. You can't have Jones or Joe foul out. Um, can't have Bailey rack up fouls when they're driving. Uh, take those charges um, or not even really just stop the ball. Don't, don't let them get them deep inside the lane and let them get out of control and themselves rack up. You know, at least those three kind of – main 
guard forward charge for him, rack up the fouls rather than. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I can see exactly what you're saying there. You know, you don't want them to to, to come in there and, and uh, foul and then foul yourself out too, you know, get yourself in trouble depth-wise uh, as far as we're already, you know, not very deep. Yeah, it's not it's not the depth even thing. Hopefully, you know, maybe a conference tournament where you can play in a couple of days back-to-back. At least NCAA tournament, you get a day off. But I'm not even sure it's going to be the minutes played that's going to get them get the death that's like talk about is the fouls mm-hmm. you know if you're only playing seven seven guys really then if you foul one guy out especially a main guy mm-hmm. i mean you can't foul out that's gonna be tough to foul out um jones because then they're definitely gonna be able to double double isaiah joe make it oh. tougher on him that'd be tough then you really have to have somebody from the bench come in and, and step up you know and show out yeah, you, I mean, yeah, definitely Harris would have to start taking over, and um, that, then you'd have to have the inside presence. Obviously, Steel Seals the starter, but he'd have to he'd have to take over, driving in like he likes to do, and hopefully getting some open three point shots. But we rather at the end of the game have Jones and Joe both both able to make the key pass. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we got to pick a. A couple scores on this thing. What are you thinking? I'm going. I'm going Arkansas. Go 76 LSU. 73. I think comes down to the comes down to the wire down there. I think Joe gets hot in okay. this game. I think it's 96, 82. Arkansas. Wow, I like it. You know those two games last year were high scoring that we played against. So there's no reason to think, you know, there won't be another high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. I just think he's he's due. I think he's due to get real hot and just, you know, just one of those games where you're like, man, then this is this is this is you know what I've been missing. This is what I was expecting. This is what I was hoping for this year. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> like, cause like you said earlier, it's coming. You know, it's just when's it gonna be? Yeah, he's definitely in the start. Um, I yeah. Hopefully, starts in conference. I mean, conference. We do have one more S, or we got a TCU, SEC Big Twelve challenge in Jan- late January. Besides that, it's all conference from here until the NCAA tournament. So mm. This is big. Oh yeah, it's huge. Hopefully, we can win it. So I want to win the conference. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. This is a good year to do it. With, with Kentucky on a down year, and it's as good as we're playing. It's a good year to win the SEC. Yeah, a lot of teams have been disappointing. Auburn right now looks like the toughest, um, toughest match. They're twelve and zero, so they're undefeated. Pretty good team. They made the champion or Final Four last year. Excuse me. So they're um, pretty good program right now under Bruce Pearl. Absolutely. Well, Florida's always good, so. Yeah. yeah, they'll be they'll be decent. They're kind of disappointed. A lot of SEC teams have been disappointing. Florida's been disappointing this year. LSU has uh, been disappointing. Tennessee's been disappointing. I mean, they're solid though. Mm-hmm. Watch them, of course. They they pick up steam in the conference play, of course. Mm-hmm. Things, you know, really down in the nitty gritty. But it should be fun though. I'm I'm you know, I'm excited for a conference race and to be able to talk about this on the Hog Call podcast. Absolutely. I'm excited about our basketball future 
and what we have moving forward. It's really, you know, I don't know. It's just a blast. It's just a blast to, to talk about, think about, ponder, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I like it when the fans write in, call in, and, and, and say, hey, we have a different opinion. And, uh, you know, those, those opinions all have value. So, you know, don't be afraid to leave a message or give us a call. Talk to us a little bit about basketball. You know, you called in for football, call in for basketball a little bit. Yeah, that's a winning team. We don't have to just call in when we want to bitch something. I'd rather just always, I'd rather us always just win and be happy. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, you know, I'd rather not lose a game to a ref's call, but at least if we're going to be bitching, I just want to. Some you know complaining about something like that, something out of our hands that we we're still we can rally about around the hogs and. Hey, and if you just had a couple drinks and you just want to call in and call the hogs, that's okay too. Yeah, that'd be fine. Please do. We need more of that. Don't don't be shy. Make up a name. I mean, what is that? The Cush Cap Captain. That's not. I doubt that's what his name is. Mom and Dad gave him when he was born. (laughs) It's, It's okay. It's okay. Oh, yeah. That's great. Well, I guess until next time, we'll pick Suey. And go home. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. Hey, Chad. Doing good. Happy New Year to you and all the Hog Call listeners. Absolutely. Happy New Year right back to everybody. And I'll tell you what, I am having a wonderful New Year. I just, with all the winning we're doing in basketball, it's hard It's hard not to have, you know, a good time. Yeah, it is. We're 11-1 now and won a couple road games already. And that, that one against Indiana this past Sunday was pretty exciting. It was a huge win. Huge, huge. Well, I think the only thing... You know, we don't really have a lot of uh, stuff as far as football goes right now. The only thing we really got is the whole the whole John Oliver situation. I don't know if you saw that, mm-hmm. but uh, like he he came out and said that he was offered a preferred walk on spot by the O line coach, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But uh, I guess that was found out to be he was catfished. Yeah, and. Uh, Man, it's just a horrible situation. We we talked about um, John Oliver a while back, and he uh, called the podcast and stuff, and had uh, wanted on and, and sent us some messages, and everything else, and we had some advice for him as what he could do. And I think at the time we said, you know, focus on D three, you know, D two, maybe being a a walk on, just had issues with the speed uh you know after reviewing his, his senior mm-hmm. highlights his senior film again a lot of power good downhill runner uh doesn't mind taking a hit but his speed and his quickness both are off he's just more of a bull runner you know and that might yes yeah, yeah go ahead yeah it could be yeah it could be good yeah we talked to He's he's really good at marketing himself. Uh, any everybody can give him that. I, I feel bad for the kid getting catfished like that. Oh yeah. I know there was a video of him where he uh, before he finds out that happened. Um, you know, really breaking down and just really excited and you know, um, which but last year we kind of said you know I mean if 
major offers aren't coming in, try to, I mean, I know he's got a couple, um, maybe I think D3 or schools like that, maybe junior college or somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, offer. So play there and work your way up. Prove, you know, uh, yeah. prove it's you can do it on a, on a different level, uh, level. And if you dominate, if you show, I mean, if you take this drive as, you know, it seems like a passion for the game into, into like junior college or D3 or NAI or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, you can make the most of it and, and work your way up. But it was it was a ter- that's a terrible situation. I, I you know happened. Um, he's like I said, he's pretty good, really good at marketing himself, and seems like a really good kid, and um, really wants to play for the Hogs. But I it was it seemed because preferred walk ons count as part of the roster, the hundred man, hundred three or hundred five man roster, exactly. or whatever for the university. So it, I mean, but as far as a walk on spot, him him paying his way on up there and. Um, Hopefully he's been working hard on his grades and ACT, SAT scores, mm-hmm. he, and he could um, he could get in when he goes or enrolls in the U of A and walk on that way. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, there'd be nothing. I mean, that's you'll get noticed. I mean, uh, yeah, with I that think, passion, do that. I think you got to watch your grades. You got to make sure your grades are where they need to be. You know, that's the most important thing. And I'm assuming uh, that they probably are. Um, so. Because I haven't, if his grades probably wasn't where they needed to be, you would probably have heard something about that by now, you know? Sure. And I haven't heard anything like that, so, because all that's probably public record and stuff. Uh, But uh, I don't know, I I just think that, uh, because they put it on recruiting websites, anyway. I I just think that uh, the biggest thing with it is just sad that somebody would do that to him, and, Mm -hmm. and it's ridiculous that somebody would do that to him this this day and age. You know, I think that the kid uh, could definitely go, like I said, D2, D3, something like that, work his way up, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me right now is kind of the approach that some of the fans had to this, calling him a liar and this, that, and the other. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was very harsh. And uh, maybe shouldn't have been done. I thought some of that stuff I saw on Twitter was just really harsh. Almost like trying to be detectives and stuff. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I don't think it, you know, it's tough when you see, you know, you see somebody doing it. At the same time, I guess they're trying to be a news source, you know. Uh, they're trying to provide something. You know, I see their their side of it at the same time. But man, it's tough when it's a kid like this. And then. You know, he put himself out there, too, with it. So there's that. And, uh, the good thing is is that, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt his reputation. I don't feel like as bad as it would have if it was like he was just lying about it. Like they had originally framed it. Yeah, and, yeah and for sure. And it's a shame that that frame is out there and he has to, you know, overcome that at this point instead of... It, the actual story being out there the way it, the way it should have been presented. Yeah, you, you know? don't want to get get famous from being a a, a liar. So, but it doesn't sound like that's uh, that's the case. No, yeah, some so. uh, and I, th- I feel like some full grown or some adults that were calling them liars, and he's mm-hmm. he's always had you know uh, detractors or haters as headliner him or anybody would like to call it and stuff. But that's a little too far. He's still seventeen or at the most you know eighteen. Or just turned eighteen, senior year in high school. So I mean, he's still a he's still a young guy. He didn't he didn't deserve that to happen as much as mm-hmm. obviously to him. But 
And I know I just Kirk brought him on his show and, uh, you know, compared him to, you know, a former Razorback player and stuff. And, and um, you know, did you see that? Did you see that? I saw it uh, well, some time ago. Yeah, I guess trail. only uh, the Pig Trail Nation, yeah. But it seemed like that was last year or something. It seemed like I might have, might have watched it then, but I uh, haven't watched it recently. But, um, you know, but it, it's, it's strange, though, for him. I feel bad for him because... I know he wants to be a hog, but there's a lot of guys, kids that want to be hogs yeah. real bad, and they just don't put it on social media for everybody to like and retweet and stuff. And to get on um, TV and you get that recognition by a news yeah. station, he, he, a I guess reliable he, yeah. source who is a, a source of recruiting information, you know, yeah, is putting sure. your name out there. You know what I mean? That's yeah, a, but it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Cause it I, is yeah, not for sure. Yeah, he's on TV. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Chad. Yeah. Um, and I know Otis, for, Otis Kirk, I know a lot of people who are looking at recruiting mm-hmm. and stuff. That's their source. You know, that's where they go. Exactly. Um, anyway, so, you know, I just, you know, hope the best for him. I think, uh, you know, you just got to... You know, say, you know, just keep your head down, keep grinding, you know. Just like we said the last podcast, maybe look at D2, D3. I think that uh, you can definitely play at the next level. It just not might not be at the level that you want to be at. And then once you get those skills, you know, you can move up from there, you know. Oh, yeah. You can still do that. Why not? I mean, if you're, you're as good as you are, then you could you could work your way up easily. If you dominate one of those levels, then you can move your way up. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but that's that's really hard to be a D one, especially an SEC SEC best. Uh, no matter we've had some bad seasons, but these still guys are pretty were pretty good in high school in their respective high schools and conferences and states. Exactly. Um, so you're playing. I mean, these are the best of the best. Um, Oh yeah, going to D one D one. So it's not a it's not a shame to play college football. You can always say, "Hey, I played college football." And you look at, you know, the stable of running backs Arkansas has. You know, we have some of the best, and we've always had some of the best running backs. So it's it's a really tough school to get to. You know, so yeah, there's always a stable. I do like going back, kind of just to kind of at least. Uh, give another compliment uh, what you're saying i like the way he runs though man he's not afraid to take a hit you know mm-hmm. if he was if he was really good if he uh, kind of like hillis used to run when he was at conway high school and had like 2,000 yards every year just running over folks and stuff like that you know yeah. if john had like you know a couple thousand yards just you know uh, on a more consistent basis you know and scoring touchdown after touchdown and getting you know I mean, that'd be, I mean, there's, I feel like they're supposed to, I know they got a preferred walk on from, um, I was thinking Watson Chapel, maybe it was somebody looking up somewhere, somewhere kind of south um, mm-hmm. in Arkansas. It's like they're, and these guys are, and other guys are looking at have like huge numbers and obviously like even, yeah. And like some of them have like uh, scholarship offers to kind of a lower schools, but mm-hmm. preferred walk on, man, it's pretty good. So, so bad think- for them. I think if if John listens, you know, we'll definitely put his name on there, tag him and everything. And I think if you're listening, John, uh, work your way up, man. If you got to go to another uh, lower level and then move up to the Razorbacks, that's okay. Um, 
just just grind do your best and if it doesn't work out that's okay too it's okay either way man either way you've made yourself a star on social media you're gonna be fine just keep grinding keep playing ball keep working towards the future and get a degree when you get done that's more important than anything get a degree when you get done with college that's yeah that'll be fun yeah exactly I mean, even if you even if you don't decide to play college football, or if you do at any level, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, finish that degree no matter what. Even if something happens, or you get a um, anything happens along the, on the football field, or uh, where you're not playing anymore a couple years in, or something, you can still stay at that school and just work hard and finish the degree. It's best thing really I've ever good, done. So. I'll, yeah, tell you, it's gotten me a lot of jobs. Yeah. So. Yeah, it definitely helps. So. Anyway, well, that's that. Uh, I guess moving forward, we uh, we're pretty much done with football. I don't think we have anything else unless you got anything that that I missed. Any new coaches or anything? I don't think so. No, I don't think. I think everybody heard no new coaches since last week when we talked about yeah. it. But so we'll round out the rest. Yeah, I think by the next couple episodes, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. We'll find out the rest of the staff. But. So still moving that way. Alrighty, well we'll uh, go ahead and pause for a commercial break and we'll be back with some basketball.